welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, success coach and trusted counsellor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development, designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life, so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms, so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head with what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. I'm going to start recording straight away, Kat, because I know that you've got a really busy day today and it's so exciting to have you back on the, what is the fourth episode of podcast for you sharing your journey as we travel together through your true growth coaching program you joined us didn't you as a scholar <laughs> yeah how exciting is that and um we've had what uh, you know we've been working together since like the very beginning of july i think it was something like that yeah this really this year is going so quickly i don't know how we're in the middle of october i know so we've had something like eight sessions so far and this is the fourth, um, as I said, the fourth time you've been on the show. So tell us what's been happening in the last month. Give us a rundown of your challenges and the successes that you've had. Oh, wow. Uh, the, the last month. <laughs> it feels like even the last week has been eventful. Uh, so we've started going to the market. We've done four, four weeks at the market um, down in Wareham on the Quay by the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple of weeks with a very high tide you think should I have worn wellies um and it's been a really good start it's it's um the we keep the shop open in the town as well so effectively we're trading at both ends of the town so we get to see some of our lovely regulars which is confusing the heck out of some of them <laughs> and we're getting to see lots of lovely new people as well that we wouldn't really get to see in any any other way um making new contacts some of them have come up with some nice ideas that you know could they place an order with the shop during the week and if they're coming down to the market for the vegetable store could they collect their order from us at the same time like yeah of course um so yeah that's been a a major major thing really brilliant and i know that you've also been having um some fun and games with the sign writing on the van getting some more promotion Yes, yes, um, we're, we're nearly there. We've been driving around in stealth mode, which has been lovely, <laughs> but no good for a business. Uh, so, yes, the process of just trying to design, you know, you're largely led by the people that know what they're doing, but trying to get something that works in all ways and still looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that will be done next certainly booked in by the end of this week and hopefully done certainly by the end of october so some there there will be a nice little white van with a great big sunflower on it (laughs) that's so brilliant i mean one of the things you've mentioned there which i think is really important to draw out a little bit for people who are listening particularly is business owners that run in stealth mode (laughs) (laughs) it's lovely to be able to hide but it's no good uh, it's really tough for people to find you and to benefit from the fantastic range of products that 
that you offer in this shop, for example, or benefit from any service that a business owner is offering if you insist on remaining invisible or as hidden as possible. So I think it's fantastic. Your logo is absolute testimony because it's such a good fit for you as well as a person. You have the most ginormous yellow sunflower, which is beautiful. And um, I love the way that the sunflowers track across the sky and they track the sun. And it's like what you're doing with your business is you provide sunshine in people's lives. because I know that's such an important part for you. But also you are tracking the sunshine. You're looking for where the opportunities are for you to grow, uh, just like a sunflower. So (laughs) sending into the marketplace and being able to do that. I love that your customers are coming up with creative solutions of their own. It's like, hey, yeah, just I'll place the order. You bring all the goods. It's amazing. Yeah, that was really cool. (laughs) Yeah. So what else? I mean, how do you feel when that sort of these sort of these um steps and these measures that you put in place that that are supporting the strategy you had to become more visible because you obviously want to serve as many people as possible at a time when we're all practically invisible because we're now dodging raindrops as well as as still trying to remain socially distanced how does it start to how does it feel to you now um now really nice and comfortable Mm. but a bit like the van it's still really easy to try and stay in that safe spot and try and hide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've got to try and fight against that. And, you know, all hands to you because there's plenty of opportunities when you don't even realise you're hiding. And it's like, hang on, what are you doing? It's like, uh, <laughs> why are you doing that? I don't know. <laughs> well, you need to not be. It's like, yeah, she's got me again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course, it's it's not just because I've got a magic crystal ball here. It's because, obviously, I do have the privilege of being able to observe from the outside. And it's always much clearer when you're away from the cold face to really spot where the trends are, what the patterns are that are holding you back, slowing you down. And, yeah. you know, uh, again, all that's up to you, though, Kat, for being open to suggestions, to thinking about, the deeper reasons why you might be hiding and wanting to be invisible. Um, I know we talked in the last session that we had about it, opening up the shop and whether you're going to let customers back in or not. Well, yeah. How did you get on with that? Because obviously there were some legislative points that constantly changed daily on that, as well as yeah. some of your own feelings. So talk to us about yeah. that. Um, we do have a gentleman booked in on Sunday this week come there's some other building related jobs he needs to do in the shop anyway Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the other jobs was to install one of the screens Mm -hmm. that we all now have to have and I'm I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place I think Mm -hmm. the business side of me after we've discussed it agrees completely that yes we need to open up we need to get a one-way system going we need to get two customers in at any one time so that we can you know start to reconnect with the people that like to shop by browsing rather than coming in with a list but equally I'm also aware that cases all COVID related things um, you know it's all starting to look a little bit dicey there's a part of us I think day to day we all tend to try and shut it out 
But if we actually stop and listen to that, there's a part of us that thinks, mm, this is starting to look a bit grim again. Mm-hmm. Being a health food shop, you know, <laughs> healthy is kind of the key. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, um, I know uh, for people listening that aren't, you know, local to this area, Corf is another key village, not very far from Wareham. And I know, unfortunately, one of their main main individual independent stores has had to actually close until the 31st of October because of cases on the staff base. Mm-hmm. It's enough now to make me wonder whether we should just carry on as we are for a little while mm-hmm. and just see what happens and really make the most of the market where people can browse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as much as I try and look at it, I can't I can't get the answer out of my own head. <laughs> yes. And that is such an interesting dilemma that you're facing because you're like you say, you're not just wrestling the bit yeah, for the business, no problem at all. Yeah, we've got to open, we've got to get more people through the door because I can't tell you the number of times I've got in for a pint of milk, walked out without the milk, but definitely had a trolley full of <laughs> I didn't realize I needed till I browsed around the shop, but I'm pretty sure I'm not alone on that one. <laughs> so obviously that's quite a, a crucial part of shopping. That's the shopping experience, I mean, to be fair, I mean, and, and shopping can be a nice experience in that sense. Oh yeah, trying something new, and especially I think with a specialist shop like yours, because you have all the kind of goodies and treats that. You just don't see anywhere else. It's like, oh my god, let me try that. That's something new. I want to have a go at that. So, yeah. um, but you have to balance that with the safety of your staff as well as the customers. And then you do the, you know, what you also brought up there is then the operational risks too. So, you know, okay, well, what if people get sick? What impact would that have? You know, would you then lose more business than you gained by opening up? Mm-hmm. so what's your sense there what's your, what's your sense you said you just can't get it out of your head but what is it what's your, your gut saying on this see i don't know whether my gut instinct is to just play safe for the sake of it and because it's more comfortable mm-hmm. or whether you know your gut instinct says actually just stay as we are for a little bit maybe another another four weeks and see what happens mm-hmm. um i'm aware that wales is going back into lockdown i'm you know I think Scotland is probably more decisive and England so far seems to be lagging behind on any major decision making. Um, and I'm disinclined to leave important decisions like, you know, all the safety of, you know, people that we see on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to to government. And it's like, yeah, you know, we have a high demographic in Wareham anyway. I don't know whether I'm trying to play safe or too safe or just get on and make the most of it until we know otherwise. Yeah, so let's just, I mean, what's really interesting is that, that of course, this does tap straight back into your core default response, which is to play safe, play small, be invisible. And it is yeah. quite tricky then um, to understand and start to tease out the difference. Okay, what well, is this just my default or is this actually yeah. thing? And when we're talking about potentially life-threatening situations, <laughs> it's really important <laughs> yeah. to take some time to work this out. So would that be useful? Yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> okay. All right. So 
let's try and think about this um, in lots of different ways. I kind of like, you know, like, you know, like the sorting hat and, and Harry Potter. Yes, <laughs> one of my favourites. <laughs> and then uh, it kind of puts you into the into the house it thinks was going to suit you best. It's a bit like this, yeah. really. It's a bit like trying on the different scenarios and then seeing mm-hmm. what happens in your body. See what response you get, like that to tuning into that gut feel. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say for a moment that part of you that's concerned about um the concerns, you know, like the, the valid points about safety and will, you know, if we start getting more people in the shop. Tell me a little bit more about your worries there. It I it's straight away it's gonna introduce another aspect that we've been very fortunate we haven't had to deal with, which is regulating customers mm-hmm. and controlling customers. Um, which for me generally is no problem so you get you get people that fall into one of three brackets so far this year you get customers who are utterly paranoid about the situation and it's so sad to see mm-hmm. uh, that they're not focusing on what they should be doing at all but just panicking on getting in and getting out as quick as they can mm-hmm. um then you get those that the rest of those that i'd like to say the rest of us that are you know fairly normal well-informed carrying on with daily life and wear their masks, sanitise when they need to, and it's all quite calm and now sort of strangely normal. Um, And then you get those that are on the verge of being exceptionally difficult. I'm not wearing a mask. You can't make me. This is a load of rubbish and you need to sort your life out, which is an aspect we've not had to deal with. For me, that's not so bad. It's whether the... how comfortable the other staff would feel with that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the first, the first thing. Um, and I suppose one of the things, I suppose one of the things I'm apprehensive about by letting people back in is that I know there will be a wave of responses from staff, and there will be a, a a resistance from a certain percentage of staff mm-hmm. which I understand but that's another aspect being slightly selfish that I personally would have to deal with mm-hmm. okay. which I suppose is something that I'm probably trying to avoid yeah yeah <laughs> so you've got some you know got a couple of threads there of of relationship management you know how do you manage the customers the relationship with those customers who don't want to follow the rules and the rules are I'm 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 not sure if it's you know they're gonna uh, but I'm pretty sure the rules are we wear masks. It wasn't a an option. This is what we're doing now. But I'm yeah you know, I don't you know me I'm on a complete news band so I'm not sure but I'm <laughs> fairly confident that most people are now fully accepting that the face mask is the way to go. Mm. And then you've got some management to do there with regards to members of your team who are you anticipate that they potentially could be resistant so where what what's their feeling what's your feeling about PPE then the effectiveness of it I think I think you know by the time you have a screen up we've got plenty of hand sanitizer at work as members of staff we would have to wear a mask full time anyway mm-hmm. there's not a great deal else you could do mm-hmm. um I'm aware that some staff that wear glasses have visors as well if they really want to go that far. Mm-hmm. But I think they they sort of struggle with those. Mm-hmm. It's sort of uh, you can now sympathise with dogs and cats when they come back from the vet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 
I think within the realms of normality, that's as close as it's going to get. Right. It's got to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and how does that feel to you? That how safe you will be? How safe you know the safety measures you can take to protect your staff whilst they're at work? Uh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, you could make it a full time job. You could make that in itself. You know, between washing hands, making sure that people don't st- touch stock unnecessarily, that they're not going to buy. All of that could be full time. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that you have to focus on is is you know you almost have to become a little bit selfish and go right, okay, well this is what I'm going to do for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take the time to make sure that you sanitize your hands as often as you can. Mm-hmm. Now, realistically, you know we're fighting germs all the time. This is just one of thousands of germs. So in some ways, I think you know the spread of normal coughs and colds will be much less. Yes. Because any normal winter, nobody's wearing masks and goodness knows what else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we sort of, we've always been that go-to place every winter. People come in that you say, oh, hello, how are you? Oh, <laughs> I'm full of cold. And you think, oh, good Lord. Yeah. Um, so at least this year, they'll be coming in covered up. <laughs> Great. And so really fantastic there is you've just tried on what it feels like to open the shop with PPE, with a screen in place and with a sensible... Um, common sense <laughs> I know you're normal but I mean I think first people's version of normal is all very different but I think there is um a little bit more about applying common sense which isn't always common practice um but the common sense of you know covering your face and you know sanitizing your hands before you um enter the shop because that obviously then like you say it means that anything that gets touched inadvertently um, you know, is then hopefully not being, um, you know, any disease or um, virus being passed on of any variety. I have to say, personally, I'm hoping that we keep the hand sanitizers at the entrance to stores forever. Because if I was a shop owner, I know I would really appreciate, you know, everyone not coming in with their dirty hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, hands hands up to being one of those people that would say, you know, We've got lovely customers. It's always lovely to see them. But when they come in like in the winter, full of cold, you think, oh, good Lord, please don't stay long. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so it, it actually was interesting here is you're feeling safer by putting the PPE measures in place. So you would feel safer in the store opened with everyone wearing PPE and the measures in place than you would in a normal winter. Now, that's very interesting, very telling. <laughs> very true. Very now, I mean, the, the people who are listening to this won't be able to see, but I can see you because we're doing this on a Zoom call. But your posture has changed. I can see the confidence you have in that system. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so yeah. that feels like then there's a there's been an alignment. When we started talking, you were like, oh, I'm not really sure. I don't know what's the, you know, from a business point of view, I should, but I'm not sure, you know, but it actually feels like you feel like you're now in alignment with your business decision. Your head about this is the right thing to do with the business with your heart and like, okay, how do I protect me and my team? Those are now in alignment for you. Yeah. And how does it, how does that sound fit with you? What does that feel like? Even in the short space that we've talked about it, I certainly feel a lot better about it. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but there's some outlying things that are still worrying you. Um, I think I think only only in terms of I know 
day-to-day practices and running so I need to work out how the you know the best way my probably minor details are the best way to close off the narrow part of the shop which we just wouldn't let people into anyway mm-hmm. um, but it also gives us a place to work so where we can unpack orders things like that or pack orders for customers mm-hmm. without having to be hidden away in the storeroom when nobody can see you and can't interact which is for all pre-covid would have been perfectly normal yeah um which doesn't mean to say it was probably good even then oh because you know i'm i love christmas i'm absolute christmas nut and and i really what i've got is a lovely vision of your elf's workshop in the corner of the store there where you can section off and you're doing all the packaging and doing all the deliveries and getting everything ready for everyone i feel that that (laughs) really lovely interactive attraction um that you know you say keeps you present and front of mind for the customers highlights that you do the deliveries and the collection service at the market so you're cross-moting all the different streams of your business whilst yeah and that's really brilliant genius idea well done <laughs> i'm gonna make a note of that yeah um, so the other things that felt like you know you've made a decision and that's great but unfortunately the world doesn't work like that for us because um we don't live in a silo so we're not an island we're connected. No, no, I now need to convince everyone else it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so talk to me a little bit about that because you felt there might be some resistance. Not, but let's start with the difficult customers first, shall we? I think the key thing is is difficult people are often easy to deal with. It just depends on on how you react mm-hmm. and how you deal with the situation, mm-hmm. which. You know, when I'm when I'm working in the shop rather than working on the business, mm-hmm. you know, as as the boss, then you know you're like the the mummy bear of of the team, and and you deal with that for them. Mm-hmm. On the days when I'm not present, so Wednesdays, Fridays, um, Saturdays, if I'm at the market, I'm sure David would be fine anyhow, um, as he's the next youngest. Days I'm not present, I would need to speak to Alex and Jane and I you know I think any adult by the time you get to a certain age is more than capable of looking after themselves good grief they've survived life so far (laughs) it's just giving them the confidence to say that actually you'll be all right of course you can and if you get real difficulties you know just ring yeah yeah I mean can you think of a time when they may have actually had to handle a difficult customer or you know a customer that in the in the store Oh, I mean, well, they've all been there. They've all been there longer than I have. So they've got to have been incidents. Yeah. And that's one of the great ways of building that connection with your team when you want to sort of bring them along with an idea and you want to um, get them to remember how they've handled things in the past. So they definitely, like you said, you know, they're empowered to be able to handle it again. Yeah. Um, and so reminding them that, like you say, their their own strengths, um, how they've you worked in the shop before and, and handled similar situations. And like you said, I love that expression. I thought that was really clever. Difficult people are easy to handle. <laughs> and knowing that is that's the thing. It's not your responsibility, their mood and all that sort of stuff is not your responsibility. All your responsibility is could you put a mask on? Yeah. Otherwise, way outside and we'll bring you whatever you need. Yeah, we, we can just go back to how, essentially, how we're working now. That's not a problem. We'll serve you at the door. What would you like? Yeah. So that's 
you know, sounds sounds good from here. How does it feel to you? Like a huge weight's been lifted and a, and a relief, really, rather than sitting all hunched up like an old crow on fence. <laughs> and I love that. I just want to draw that point out there. You've made an excellent point there. Sitting on the fence, you're going to get splinters. Oh, yes. Or feel exhausted because sitting in indecision is quite tiring. So I think that you have been able to work through the different layers there and and handle it all those different parts of you that clearly you know had some reservations but just but we've been able to show them like okay there are other ways of looking at this problem and you've tried it on each time you've tried it on and then you're like yeah that fits that's that connection between your head and your heart and when you do you're working from that place that's your sweet spot yeah and you notice how it feels immediately oh yeah (laughs) big time Fantastic. That's so exciting. So what what else has been going on? What else is happening maybe for you? Like what's what successes have you been having outside of work? You know, because all work and no play. <laughs> um uh, uh, well we've made it back into the gym. So this yes. Wednesday will be week three. Fantastic. Um, so that's good. Um yeah. which is a probably training very differently to before and um it's it's a bit of a timely timely transition in as far as the person and the way in which I'm training also means that there's actually nobody else there anyway so covid wise it's like oh this is brilliant (laughs) um but to actually get back and just to get that break for an hour is is brilliant so important. Um, anybody who's been listening to these podcasts for a while or follows anything I do on social media, and certainly anyone who works with me like Kat, um, will know that I am a huge fan of self-care. Without you, there is no business. So you have to take care of you. Um, so I'm really pleased to hear that you've started to put that exercise, actually, like the sort of strong exercise back in. I know you're always physically working because mm. that's job's quite physically demanding. But that focus time when you're doing sort of strategic work on your body and also your mind, because like you say, it gives you some time out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, it's it's although your mind is still occupied, it's it's nothing. You can't think about work still or anything else. So that's really good. That's really good. And what else is there that you'd like to work on? Anything else you wanted to bring to the session? Um, I think the main thing was trying to get past whether or not to open um, and mm. whether we could get that to work um, and how to get uh, the team to buy in on that. I suppose my my next challenge is what I don't want is them turning up next week when we, you know, I would like to start this from Monday if we've got everything being put in place on the Sunday. I don't want them turning up on, you know, just before nine next week for their normal shift going, oh, my God, what's happened? But, mm, oh, wow. There's got to be some sort of warming up and introduction to this idea and a complete bombshell. So there's a little bit of a training need identified there. And um, how, how do you handle that normally when you have a global change in the store? I would like to say we'd have a, a staff meeting, but I think trying to get the buy in on that is in such a short space of time is is not going to work i think in this particular instance if i don't see the staff that i don't see from here on 
this week, we'll, it will be a case of, right, well, I need to give you a ring and we'll have a chat about it. Or, you know, I can even pop over and we'll have a chat in the garden mm-hmm. if needs be. Um, just so that they can get through, get work through it in their own mind, like we have this morning. And so they can get through any of the ifs, whats, buts, hows, but whys and all of those things before they get there rather than having meltdown on the spot. Yeah, I think what you're saying there is really important to draw out because it could bring your team with you and not hitting people with surprises. Nobody likes surprises um, unless they are birthday cake. Oh, it was actually me. Cake any time is great for me as a surprise, but there we go. Um, <laughs> I just make a note of that. <laughs> yeah. bringing, uh, bringing your team members along when you make a global change is really important. But this is because I know you so well, Gat. I'm going to just, if you're if you're willing to go along with me, then let's just, just dive in a little tiny bit. Because what I heard, correct me if I was wrong, is you were offering to go around and talk to their houses, which is going to take you time to travel there, um, to meet with them individually to answer any questions. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I wish you guys could watch this. It's like you see Gat is going to go, oh, God. <laughs> I've been caught. <laughs> yes. Do that again. What, what's your plan for bringing your team on board? Yes. Just pop around and have a chat about it. <laughs> and that is a fantastic idea. How how might you do that so that it was less of a burden on you when you're already busy? I know. See, are. that in itself is a challenge because I don't know. In, instinctively that's how my brain would go oh surely that would be the best option I would like to say you know we could do a video call or anything else but I know technologically wise either at my end or their end that may not work <laughs> well I mean for, for people not listening for to to learn to do our zoom sessions was like a 300% learning curve <laughs> um, I don't think any grasp of technology is necessarily age-based at all just down to motivation. No, I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's very much on have you got the equipment, yeah. um, for sure. And I know that you have a smartphone that you could walk around the store um, if you could get people to FaceTime with you, either on you know WhatsApp or FaceTime or whatever. Yeah. This sort of things are. Yeah. And how how would, would how many members of the team could you um, show around the store and the changes and the one-way system by doing that? I would say... I'd like to think all of them, really. They're all very capable. And it's not like you have a massive team of... They will have that text, is what I'm saying. They actually have a phone that would be able to do that. Okay. I don't don't know if... um, Can you you WhatsApp on uh, iPads? Yeah, you can Um, now. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I'm sure we could do that. And you can add people to the call. So you could get everyone or as many people are available at the time. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be you doing each one individually. Okay. Yeah. So set up the call with one person and then you add an extra person. But I can go through that with you another off of this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, dope. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that how does that feel? Do you mean like show them around on Sunday, you know, maybe just after the screen's gone up, you all with the PPE in place. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> um, yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So on a rating of 1 to 10, 10 being you're definitely going to do that. 1 is uh, probably won't. 
where are we? Certainly, I would say I would say ten in comparison to where we were, you know, like half an hour ago. <laughs> oh, fantastic! I am so excited. I think your customers are going to really appreciate it. They're going to feel the benefits instantly. I also think it's going to make a huge difference to your turnover because I. I, I'm, I swear I'm not the only one who walks into the store and buys an armful of things when the only one. Walks. You know, you know. Uh, <laughs> like I say, like, you know, a specialist shop like yours is such a treasure trove, and it's, so, it's such an exciting experience to be able to, like you say, interact more fully, um, and you know, have the memory jogs that you know all of the you know the marketing and the. Um, product layout mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that's fantastic merchandising yeah so fantastic really excited for you thank you and what um what else so that's going to be your plans for the rest of this week yeah. that's looking good and you've got a clear view now of what the plans are to lead you up till your mad crazy <laughs> period at christmas yeah we've uh last weekend was the official start of the christmas cake and christmas pudding packs so that marks right. the official start of the dried fruit season um so people this time of year will generally start to make christmas cakes first because then it allows uh-huh. time to feed them and all of that kind of thing that people do um yeah friday morning i have an arrangement to go and pick up our several <laughs> Small order of marzipan for the whole of Purbeck. <laughs> so I think we've got about 35 wow. kilos coming. And we, I think last year we went through nearly 60 kilos of marzipan alone. Oh but that, that kind of season, the marzipan season comes later, probably early December when people start to do the decorating of said cake and things like that. So, yeah, the festive season starts early in the nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pun yeah I didn't know <laughs> um, for those people who are listening uh, anybody wanted to get their hands on one of those packs how would they go about getting you know ordering something like that from you and so that they could start making their own ah well we have um, Helen's tried and tested Christmas cake recipe um, and the recipe uh-huh. comes with your kit and everything is in there weighed out for you apart from perishables so things like eggs and butter that you'd have to add and there's a step-by-step guide for each of them. So they will do exactly mm-hmm. the same for the Christmas pudding kit. They'll be on sale at the market on Wareham Key every Saturday morning, as long as the weather holds. Um, and they'll yeah. be available in the shop every day except Sunday. So they'll be at the front of the shop in brown paper bags with the recipes on the front. Oh, amazing. Fantastic. Oh, that's really good. Well, I, I definitely put me down for one. I'm going to try and get down to the market one of these days. I keep promising myself I'm not getting there. <laughs> okay, then. Like swimming <laughs> goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's fantastic. Oh, that's really good to know. And do you have that? Um, I was just wondering about if there's anybody who had any kind of food allergies. So is there, do you have alternatives or suggestions for alternatives? There are, there are people that have already asked last weekend as to whether we could do a gluten-free version, things like that. Anybody with any extra additional nutritional needs or concerns, best thing to do is probably give us a call or just come to the shop and have a chat and we can certainly sort something out for you. Oh, fantastic. I mean, we, we keep all the gluten-free flowers and things like that 
Um, and Helen, who's the Helen's tried and tested Christmas cake, really exists. She she works on a Monday, um, and she makes wedding cakes and posh birthday cakes and things like that. So she's a mountain of information where things like that are concerned. Uh, so yeah, we can certainly do that as well. So good to know that you've got the specialist knowledge within the store. I mean, I know you're a health food store as well, so you obviously there's a lot of knowledge floating around. But I think things like dietary things, in my experience, is a lot of people do have dietary concerns. I might not have an official diagnosis or a, you know an allergy, but they certainly know that some foods trigger um, some funny symptoms in their stomachs that they're not so keen on. So it's good to know that there are alternatives are available. Oh yeah, <laughs> brilliant. My goodness, Kat. What is that? It's a been fantastic to have you along today. Are you? Um, is there anything else I can help you with? Because I mean, we talk about forward planning. You've talked about um, you started to obviously get your Christmas cakes done. I've we've talked about the elves workshop, which I just love. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is there? Is there anything you need from me in terms of helping you to prepare for this coming busy season? Um, I think at this stage, certainly this week. I think that's mm. probably about most of my brain cells taken care of. <laughs> um, but I'm sure along the way there'll be plenty of things that we've not even foreseen yet at all that pop up and be like, oh, what do we do about that? <laughs> um, oh. And I think that's that's the one thing. I, I was driving to delivery last night, and I think it's the one thing that I suddenly – it was one of those kind of things where the last little – chink in the chain falls into place and I think the one thing I've probably learned since we started doing this was but you I don't know whether anybody else falls into it perhaps they do is that as a business owner you're always looking for that final solution where everything slots nicely into place nice and neatly and it all just works like a clock and it goes round and round and round and you think right I finally made it it's all perfect and and it's all running smoothly and that what I've actually learned is that running a business is like running life. <laughs> so you never actually reach that point of perfection. But, you know, the the challenge is is what each day brings is new. And to actually mm. instead of fighting against it, go, actually, this is great. This is normal. There's an answer to everything. Um, and I, even just realizing that you think, well, actually, that's a completely different way of looking at this. And it feels so much better. Oh my goodness, Kat, tears to my eyes. I am so delighted to hear you say that. Yes, completely answered the mythical question, the eternity of life. You know, like, this is it. It's not a once and done thing. The reason we become business owners is because we like to tinker with things. We like things to be changeable and interesting. And we like to be creative and use our creative imagination to find solutions. And yes, some days that can feel really tiring. (laughs) really but actually ultimately the highs are much much greater than any of the lows and I think when you could come at it the way you've just described that you know this is this is just fun because like everything every challenge is a potential opportunity for me to find a creative solution yeah rather than just done dusted you know like what would you do (laughs) yeah I don't know So that is that really music to my ears. I think that's very exciting. And it's funny as well, because I was had a call last night with a coach I worked with a couple of years ago. And um, in fact, Corey, she's going to come on the show. <laughs> well, um, she's coming on 
next month, which is really exciting. But we were talking about business. And I think I, when I was working with her, was that like, okay, was it not done yet? I'm like, I've been at it for ages. It's like, you know, <laughs> she's like, you know, the whole point is we're at this. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Being a business owner is about the long game. Um, and it's about building something one step at a time. And, you know, sometimes that means things are going to be messy. It's not perfect. It's not ideal. You know, life is going to throw challenges at you. <laughs> and yet, you keep believing in what you're doing and you keep aligned to your values that's where the satisfaction comes yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah and that's what we've been doing this uh, last uh, three months or so we've been working together you've been bringing more of cat into your business into your life being able to bring more joy in and do more fun stuff and as well as you know managing tricky situations but getting solutions every time you handle something difficult the solution is better it's it's cleaner it's smoother it's more you it's bringing more profit and, and turnover to the business and it's growth yeah hopefully <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Kat. I won't keep you any longer. I know you've got a busy schedule for the rest of the day. And um, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. So until next time. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that? 